what is Conversations with Coriel all about? It's a weekly series on a wide variety of topics, from the metaphysical to the philosophical, from the erotic to the exotic, from the mystical to the spiritual. It's all about showing you how to enhance your life. And I'll also be showing you ways on how you can enhance your animals' lives too. I'll be joined by host Kevin McDonald. I'm happy to have you here. Now let's have a conversation. You know, I really like that opening. You do a really nice job with that. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. I got a lot of um I got a lot of feedback from from my my VA Karen and she's awesome and uh she's I you know, she was just like, you know, you need a little bit more energy. I was like, God, I don't know how much more energy I get. <laughs> All right, let's do it. And it's just fun. It's it just flowed. Yeah, well, and that's how it works best. If it just, if it just, if it flows, it goes onto the paper. And when you're writing it, and then it flows when you say it, and and stuff. It it really is cool. By the way, we're doing something flash, flash. We're trying to do something brand new. So, uh, if you're listening. Yeah. And you would like to contact us and talk not via chat, but to actually enter into a conversation with us. You can do that either with um, video or without video by by on the screen where it says uh, um, uh, comments. There is a link to uh, um, StreamYard. And you can take that link and you can click on it. And we're hoping if you click on it, that it'll take you here and you can be on the show with us. And uh, you get to, you get to pick whether or not you want your your happy face shown. If you're if you're like in your knickers or something and you don't want to, you know, but that's OK. No it's that's exactly. We're more in the in into talking to you and having a conversation. Yeah, especially about this topic. I think there's a lot of people that have questions about it. I think there's a lot of people that have experience with it. I know a lot of my clients have had experience with it. So, yeah, absolutely. And you might have to actually copy and paste it because I see that it's not a live link, but you might have to copy and paste it. Don't panic. We'll you know, this goes on for an hour. There's no rush. Like my father used to say, we're American. We're not Russian. Exactly. <laughs> and we and he had bad jokes, bad jokes. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I, was, I, I hate it because my, my son, my oldest son, has been around me for 30 years. And so he has a complete understanding of everything that I've ever said, every story that I've done. And so by this time, he's like, I'm not interested in that. That's your <laughs> Terrible. So anyway, Coriel, what are we going to talk about today? Oh, we're going to talk about a subject that is really mired in a lot and shrouded in a lot of mystery and questions and skepticism. And that's okay. You know, it's, it's all okay. But it's reincarnation. Exactly. You know, I was thinking about this and 20 years ago when I first started learning about this and thinking about reincarnation and things, yeah. it was really was kind of an out there, yeah. uh, kind of a really out there thing. And and people would say to me, you're in reincarnation. You want to come back as a cow or you want to come back as a, a as a snake or and you can. So I, I, I wanted to learn more about it. But uh, a lot of people are uh, 
still it's still a mystery to a lot of folks and and how it actually works and we're going to try and see if we can explain that a little bit today yeah we're going to shine a little bit of a light on it in the hour that we have and um the what you talked about the fact that you know 20 years ago it was it was a little out there it's like you know that's around about the time that i started to get into this and i wasn't looking for it <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't thinking about it. The The amount of information I knew on this subject about 20 years ago, you could have put it into a thimble and still had room for more. Okay? Yeah. I had the only thing I knew about this was reincarnation was about, you know, Shirley MacLaine. That was it. Okay. Yeah. And I didn't even read her book. I, it just didn't feel like a an avenue for me to go down. It felt a little... I'll be honest, it felt like the same, the same on the same avenue as uh, aliens and, and uh, extraterrestrials and, uh, you know, real tin hat stuff that I'm just like, yeah, this is not, this is not for me. I just want to read cards, read people and move on. Okay. I don't need the past lives and the whole thing. It's a lot of work, you know, but then probably around about 20 years ago. I cannot remember the exact date. Um, I can started to connect to animals who were telling me that as they're getting older, they're coming back. And it first started with, with, I think it was a cat in, with a, in a client in New York. And I was like, what? I mean, again, so out of left field, not what I was thinking of. I just wanted to connect to this animal and help the person have closure with their animal coming to the end of their life. And I heard this cat tell me I'm coming back. And I was like, what? <laughs> um, and um, so I delved deeper into it. I just, one of the biggest things for me on this subject is to really just let down my my walls and let down my expectations and just go with it and just see what happens. Yeah. So I started connecting to this cat and he was showing me and telling me I'm coming, please let my person know that I'm coming back. And the interesting thing was now usually reincarnation, this is what I know. Okay. What I know about reincarnation is that usually the being, whether it's a human or an animal comes back, but they don't, come back to that person they just reincarnate into another being um and i think it's really important right now to say this because i've had a lot of people especially in the metaphysical world which really shocked me when i first uh touched on the subject that they would they had such resistance to the fact of humans reincarnating as animals animals coming back as people they were like, no, no, no. Animals stay animals. People stay people. I was like, well, that's kind of boring. <laughs> On top of it's divinity. Divinity is limitless. Again, I keep saying this. Divinity is limitless. So why are we putting limitations on it? Divinity, right. divinity is like infinite. There are infinite possibilities. So you telling me in this whole thing that a person has to stay a person and an animal has to stay an animal and they can't deviate from the plan. I was like, ah, I'm a little suspect on that. 
So, so I connected to this cat and I discovered that he was indeed, the interesting thing was that he was actually told me, it's very important for me to say to his person, not only is he reincarnating back, he's reincarnating back to this person in this life, not in a future life, okay, in this life. And I found that extremely interesting because usually reincarnation is just reincarnating and it's a crapshoot. You come back as whatever you want to come back as, you know, but it's not necessarily to that person because you're done. Boop, that's it. We're done, you know, in this life anyway. So finding that he wanted to come back started really getting my gears going to this person. And I found out that he still felt like he had work to do with this person, but that his body was given out. So he understood that there was going to be another go round. So doesn't that blow up the, the, a lot of people's whole theory that it's all random because if, if you have, if you're an animal and you have the ability to come back to a specific person that at a specific time, that means that you are on the other side. They are planning for you to the animal to die and then for you to get another animal and then for them to put that all together. I mean, it's, it's a hell of a lot more complicated than just, uh, just reincarnating back on a random basis. Okay. That's another show. So <laughs> I just put it on the list. I was like, okay, what you're talking about. And again, this is what I found once I started going down the avenue of reincarnation, I discovered that there's something called soul plans and life plans. And really in a nutshell, it's exactly what you said. So once we go back up to non-physical heaven, Nirvana, uh, you know, happy place, whatever you want to call it, George Jetson land, I don't care what you call it. Um, we are entities and the entities are not all of them. Some of them want to stay up there and they're not, they're very happy staying up there. They don't feel a need to be ca called down. But a lot of the entities that are up there, we decide as souls, we get together and we say, yo, wouldn't it be cool if like this, this thing we make, we go down, right? And this time I'm the dog and you're my person. And we find ourselves, you know, we, we find each other in a really cool way. We spend a lot of time together. We move around the country. They plot out, the souls plot out who's who, who's the mother, who's the father, who's the daughter, who's the son, who is the dog, the cat, the bird, the iguana, doesn't matter. Okay. So it's, it's, and it's fun. Because what we're doing is, is that we're putting, you can be as specific, the souls can be as specific or as general as they want to be. They can throw the dice and just say, you know something, I just want to come back as a girl. That's it. Now that leaves a lot of you open to a lot of contrast. It's a crapshoot. You can have great parents or you can have not so great parents. You can have an interesting childhood or you can have a really great childhood. You can have a great life or you can have a very challenging life. It's a crapshoot. But yes, that's why I don't believe that to a certain extent, the general part is random because it's crapshoot. 
But the souls can be as specific as they want. They can be as specific in the in the sense that, you know, the soul's like, I'm going to be a dog and I'm going to live for 20 years. I could be a dog and come in and have a really awesome one year life and then transition. So it's 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 really fascinating to me. The more I delved into this, the more it became like, holy crap, this is big and it gets it gets more complicated and as you as you think about it and you work through it it gets more complicated and complicated because you have a group of people that you reincarnate with over and over again you do it for fun you do it for excitement you do it for experience you do mm-hmm. it to learn mm-hmm. and and if you if you do it if you do it enough i mean it, it's it's like it's even hard to explain because it's, it's it's crazy because it is like this is a drama. If you knew, if you knew Coriel Kramer sitting over there in New Mexico, if you knew that you were going to be able to come back without a doubt, without a fact, it would change how you lived your life a little bit, don't you think? And it would also change the way that you see death, which I don't believe in death. I believe I I don't say death. I say transition. That's the word because it's transitioning. It's moving from one energy way to another energy way, one energy frequency to another energy frequency. You can't destroy energy. Energy is constant. So if that's being said, then the soul is a constant thing. There is immortality. It might not be in that body, but your soul is immortal. Absolutely. Um, And It's just, it keeps this thing, it keeps it really interesting. It keeps life interesting. And yes, there are people that you reincarnate with over and over and over again. But again, the souls don't think of it as a big, fat, hairy deal. We make it a big, fat, hairy deal. (laughs) Okay. We carry around our luggage. My mother didn't love me enough. She didn't hug me enough. She didn't appreciate me enough. She didn't support me enough. My father did this to me. He did that to me. And not downplaying any kind of trauma or drama or abuse anybody goes through. I went through my share, okay? But what I am saying is everybody plays their part. And if you see it as exactly like you said, a play, and everybody's playing their part, you kind of take the big, fat, hairy deal out of it. By the way, I knew a guy who was a big, fat, hairy deal one time. Anyway, uh, but the other other thing is, is, now try this on for size. Tell me if you think this is even, even has any kind of reality to it. Lay it on me. Let's say that um, you wanted to explore forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Uh, You'd had trouble with forgiveness in past lives. You wanted to come back and you wanted to explore forgiveness. Mm Mm-hmm. And so in your soul group, you said, you know, guys, I really want to explore forgiveness. Um, but I don't, I'm good. So in that case, I'm going to need somebody to forgive. Mm-hmm. But you guys, I love you all and you love me and we all love each other. And somebody steps up and says, all right, just because I love you, I'll help you with your plan and teach you about forgiveness. So that means in the next life, I'm going to 
assault you or I'm going to sexually mutilate you or do something to you that that will require you to forgive mm. allow you to do that is that I mean am, am I just in in la la fantasy land with that or is that is is that kind of can that happen I think that's so beautiful the way you put that I really do I think that yes that's about it too you know that adds up to it too if you feel like karmically or just energetically you want to feel into uh really stepping into your power okay how do you do that you step into your power through challenges you step into your power and stay in your power through you know abuse through trauma through drama you step into your power by saying i'm going to let this go I am not going to excuse the action. Forgiveness is not about excusing the action. It is about integrating it into who you are. Yes, this happened. Yes, this is a part of me. However, it does not define me. And if you could do that, that's awesome. That's fantastic. I knew as I was exploring the subject of reincarnation with my own self, I realized that there was times that I felt very drawn to certain animals, not for any other reason saying, oh, I think they're so great, but just like they really resonate with me like horses. I love horses. I I could just stand and look at a horse all day long and just the and then touching them and the smell and the whole nine yards. I'm very, very drawn to horse energy. And I I went a little bit deeper. I said, why? I followed the trail to this. It's kind of like following breadcrumbs energetically and intuitively. And I really do believe I was a horse in another life. I really, really do. They call to me in such a way, which is why I love unicorns and the whole nine yards. So Pegasi, I'm a sucker for a good Pegasi. Uh, <laughs> um, it's, it's just that there's, there's something about them that draws me. If there's an animal that you feel extremely drawn to, a breed of animal that you feel very drawn to. I know I have a lot of clients who are bully ladies. I call them bully people. They love their bulldogs love their bulldogs and i'm wondering if there's a if there's not like a thread in uh if they not if they haven't reincarnated as a bulldog in a life in in the past or even in you know like a, a you know a really few long time ago or uh you know last their last uh past life coming in it's just like you follow the breadcrumbs and you say why does this being resonate so much with me why do I feel like, um, why do I feel so drawn to Buddhist monks? Why do I feel so drawn to uh, nuns? Why do I feel so drawn to, yeah, and you, you just follow that. You just follow that. And there's all about this is not, there's nothing, there's no proof. There's, People can write about their experience. I'm not saying their experience isn't real, but there's no hard proof because nobody's figured out a way to get a camera up to non-physical yet. Right. To record the whole thing. Okay. So there's, you just have to feel this in your gut, in your heart, and you have to say to yourself, this is happening for a reason. This is resonating with me for a reason. So I'm just going to go with what feels right. Follow the feel right breadcrumbs. And that leads to what is right for you. 
you know, and I, I, I'll even take it one step further and say that, that they're at <laughs> that it might actually be an event. If, if it, uh, I'm a historical person, and uh, so there were events, one event in particular, which was the Battle of the Little Bighorn with George Armstrong Custer in 1876. And I resonated with that when I, I had a book when I was like six or seven mm -hmm. and it resonated, resonated with that my whole life. And I felt like I was there. I could, in my mind's eye, I could, I could see the horses. I could see the landscape. I could mm -hmm. see. And, and I, because I felt like I was there at the battle of the little bighorn and was killed in that battle. So let me ask you, what side were you on? I was a cavalry person. I, I was, I was underneath, underneath, um, um, Custer. And I can tell you, I know what happened. They still say, we don't know what happened. I can, I do. And, and, uh, I, I can see it, uh, of how it played out and stuff. So it can be, Interesting. it can, it can actually be a, a, a moment in time like that. Yeah. Um, it can be, it can be anything. So if you're, yeah. if you fantasize about being a horse, I've always loved to fly. I love to love to love love to fly, and, and you know. And the other one is: Have you ever have you ever had a dream where you were underwater and you could breathe? I've never had one of those dreams. I've had I, a lot of dreams, but that's I, cool. I have, and so I, I I think I was a fish or a, a, a something, mm -hmm. you know. And 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 it was it, it was so it was so real for me. That's and, cool. Yeah, so it it was it was fun, but that's that's that all goes into playing this whole game. That this is a game, and we need to look at it that way. I think. I th I agree, I absolutely agree. I I loved what you said. The, the the you know having those dreams that really resonate with you that feel I call them more of a visitation than I do an actual dream. Because the visitation feels like I'm, it feels like I'm there. It's not, dreams are fragmented. This, usually a visitation will roll out like a movie. And it's tactile. So I can touch, I can smell, I can taste, I can feel, I can, I, I can sense, I can hear, I can see colors, very vivid colors. So I, I, I think that's another confirmation for you where you're able to really say i this is not a dream dream i've had dreams dreams are can be really strange creatures but when it plays out like a movie and it's something that you've never experienced in this life i think that's huge confirmation mm -hmm. i think it's also about the fact that this is <clears throat> excuse me this is really about it is about playing. It is about having fun. And it is also about the fact that um, we need to, you know, just let down our walls a little bit and just open ourselves up to the limitless possibilities that this life can bring. And there's a wonderful book I'm reading now by Tasha Silver, and it's called um, Divine Openness. And what it is, is it's really her writings that she's been writing over the last few years. She used to write for a newspaper in San Francisco. And, you know, what she's talking about is she's talking about just being open. You don't have to be a, a, a 
shave your head and, you know, wear the beads and all this kind of, but just being open to divinity and the gifts and the, the guidance and the wonderful experiences, small and big that the universe is bringing to you. And it just, it makes life more fun. Reincarnation makes life more fun. And it also is a way for you to, you know, understand that, you know, there is no impossible. Everything is possible. Exactly. Exactly. If you believe that, mm -hmm. it changes everything. Mm -hmm. As a matter yeah. of fact, uh, 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 Susan has a question for you, which, which is, uh, Coriel, do you believe in mermaids? Are they... I I used to have this house in upstate New York. Uh, I sold it to, before I moved to New Mexico. And it's it's a great question. And what it was, was that there was a, a pond on it and it had a bridge. And what I got told was, I got told by the water energy that later I found out were the mermaids and the, mer the mermaid energy and the nymph energy that the water was bringing, because I also had koi in there. And I had to paint symbols on either end of the, on one end of the bridge, on facing the water. And then I had to make the same symbol on the ground. And what I started doing was, and people are going to say, you know, it was the koi and, and all this other kind of stuff, but I would be feeding the koi and I only had five koi and I would be feeding the koi on one end. Okay. And then all of a sudden I would see a flipper on the other end. Now I don't have any, I didn't have any other fish. I put those fish in my pond because there were no, uh, there were no fish in that pond. My mom dug that pond. So I know what we had in that pond. And unless a fish could all of a sudden just crawl from the lake across the road into my pond, there were those koi and that was it. But that would happen when I activated the nymph mermaid energy. So do I believe in them? Yes. I believe if you open up to them, they will show you that they exist. But if you go into it saying, show me, I don't believe, show me, well, show me mermaid, show me mermaid. You're, that's closed. That you have to be open to the possibilities, open the door just a little bit and you'll see them. So that's a great question, Susan. Thank you. And thank you for joining. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's, uh, um, and she also says, by the way, she has, uh, um, uh, had a dream where she was breathing underwater as well. I uh, think it's cool. I want one. I want, I want an underwater dream. <laughs> well, you know, I, I have to tell you, I had, I had a dream the other night and it was weird. It was like, it was, it was really cool. I was in the restaurant business for a long time. Mm -hmm. And one of the restaurants I worked at was, uh, Denny's. And uh, in, in way back when, in the 70s, their, actually, their food was actually pretty good and stuff. I had a dream that I was in a Denny's restaurant with hundreds of people. And there was food everywhere and everybody was laughing and having a good time. And they were hugging. And it was so it was almost like it was an event in heaven. Mm. Everything, the colors were bright and vibrant and i could see and people that i didn't know or i pretended that i'm not sure that i knew came up and gave me a hug and they were it was it was one of those it was one of those experiences that that it it stays with you yeah i, I remember it 
And I remember the how vibrant it was, and even the food and and the people and and uh, people came. You know, it was it was wonderful. So I think those are visitations for me. Absolutely, absolutely. I once had one of my favorite dreams. I mean, I've had a lot of visitations. Um, there's two of them that really will stick with me forever. The first one was I was at a ball, and it was. It was just this beautiful, like almost Versailles kind of like gold and crystals and paintings and Rococo and Baroque and all this kind of stuff feeling. And every single person in that party was wearing a unicorn onesie. <laughs> and there were hors d'oeuvres and there was wine and there was champagne and everybody was laughing and everybody had a different onesie on and we were dancing and we were mingling and we, it was so awesome. It was one of I, that's one of the dreams where, have you ever had a dream or a visitation where you're laughing in the dream and you realize on a very, you know, kind of like a, a, a another level that you're laughing in your body in your bed yeah i love those dreams i love those dreams because you're laughing in two different stages and it's awesome it's just the most awesome feeling in the world it's so happy and the other visitation that i had was um uh about it, uh, it was a few months after my mom died in 2008 or she transitioned in 2008 and what I had was to make a very long story short, because it was very intense. I went back to non-physical. I went through the tunnel. I went back to non-physical. I knew that when my mom was there. I felt her. It was like having a GPS in my, my chest. I felt my father's spirit. I felt all my friends' spirits who have transitioned, my, my mother. And it was like being on at one part of it. It was like being on a on a um, the lay deck of a, of a cruise ship. And it was so tactile and it was so wonderful and everybody was so happy. And one of the most amazing things was I actually saw the process of what happens when a being walks through the door to the other side. And it helped me. You were talking about this before. Um, it really helped me to get rid of my fear of death, of transitioning. Yes. I know exactly what happens. I saw it. I saw it happening in front of me. And it was the most unbelievable, beautiful experience I ever saw. And I saw this man walk through the door. And I saw just what happened as soon as he walked through the door, how he just shucked everything that happened to the to him in that life. But at that process of him shucking, what happened is non-physical became more. I felt non-physical grow and expand. And then there was other stuff going on at the same time that just made it so mind-blowing. And the most important thing was I came back through the tunnel and I realized as I was coming back through the tunnel, it was kind of like, like a whirly tunnel. And as I was coming back through the tunnel, I realized that I was going to remember. That was my gift. I was given a gift of remembering. I wasn't going to forget it. It's clear to me today as it was when I had it. I wrote it down and it's exactly the way that I remember it today. So I think what the reincarnation does is it really, it really expands your mind out. And I understand, man, I came from a place 
that I just didn't understand reincarnation. I, 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 I didn't poo-poo it, but I did say it, it's a little woo-woo for me. So, but then I start. what the interesting things that started happening was I, I tell people uh, that I started my journey on animal communication probably about 25 plus odd years ago. And I heard about the shift of consciousness that was coming for humanity from a llama. And then I started to hear it from other animals. They just started, or animals that didn't know each other. You know, they were just talking to me about the shift of consciousness. And they told me that that was my purpose is to help people, as many people and animals through this as I possibly could to make this world a better place because humanity was shifting, growing, expanding. And what started happening was as the shift of consciousness started coming, really started coming, I started to connect to animals and I started to see that I was doing sessions. When I first started this, I would get maybe one reincarnated animal once a year, maybe once a year. Then it started growing. It started growing. It started becoming more and more and more and more and more. And it it was just unbelievable to the point now where it's like, I, I'm not even surprised anymore. You know I mean? I'm, I'm just not surprised. No, this is, no. So, um, it's it and the story of how they come and the the people find their animal and their animals find each other again differ like snowflakes but they're all beautiful beautiful stories that I've been going on with with my clients so um you know and I take them through it how do you find your animal again what are they what are they telling me where, where they'll tell me where they can find them what they'll look like, um, how old they are, what breed they are, all different kinds of information. And I can relay that to their person so that they can always find each other. It's just unbelievable. And But the animals are reincarnating more and more and more and more back to this person in this life because of this shift of consciousness. Number one, they want to be a part of the fun. It's fun to them. They want to be a part of it. And also because they feel like there's still more that they need to do with their person. They need to help their person either through the shift or helping them do the some kind of work that they're doing, maybe large, a light artisanship or they're doing medium work or they're doing animal communication, whatever. But they feel like they need to be with their person through this shift so they come back for another go. I agree. I, I I think you're you're right right on the money. Now we've got we've got a question that's going to take this into the next realm, which is which. Is, <laughs> so are you ready for this? Uh, um, he says, "I his name is Eric." By the way, he says, "I'm curious about the concept of aliens and reincarnation. Is it possible that if we can be an animal, can we be an alien?" The or is the earth an environment anchor, environmental anchor? Now, I and, and can I can I can I have a shot at this, please? Please, 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 please. <laughs> okay, first of all, I, when people say to me and they tell me I'm crazy, or when people say to me, I'm human having a I'm a spiritual person having a human experience, and I but I'm human, we're not. 
your spirit has been alive a lot longer than a human physical being has been alive. Your spirit and your soul is literally millions of years old. Mm. Humans are not. So you could very well have been what you would call an alien in another life prior to coming here and being human. There are so many people that are being human. You know why there's so many people coming on this planet to be human right now, Corio? Well, I've got I've indoor plumbing. <laughs> people like indoor plumbing. Oh, and air conditioning. Yeah, yeah. I know I do. You know, I'm not an outhouse chicky by any means. So, by, yeah. by the way, if anybody would like to uh, come on to the broadcast with us, and we and all you have to do, there is a uh, um, link that is in the beginning of the feed, and you can just uh, cut and paste that, and you'll show up right in our video feed, and then you can join the conversation with us if you'd like. Uh, that would that would be a lot of fun. So. Yeah. Um, so, so what, what do you think? Can we be alien? Can we, are we human? Are we tied to this planet? What are we tied? What are we, what I think that, that the, well, I, I, you know, I shouldn't ask you a question and then tell you what I think. So <laughs> what do you think? I like the word star child, uh, more than alien. Yeah. It's a little bit, woo -woo, but <laughs> alien's got a negative connotation to it and it also it limits us to the way that we think that they should look um do i believe yes uh i believe that i am a star child um i did massive amounts of readings for people and in these readings they would have to be uh the minimum i would do a reading um at that time for a star child, I called it the star child lineage reading. The reason that I would do no less than two hours is I was downloading massive amounts of information. I would open myself up to your people and I would get their clothing, the food they ate, the their judicial system, their religious system, their lifestyle, their, um, their morality, their gods, their goddesses, their spirituality. It was just massive. From the shoes they wore to the food they ate to the way that they held themselves to a moral standard, whether that was through their government, through their judicial system, whatever. It was massive. And every single one was different. It would just be unbelievable amounts of information that there was no way that I could make it up I, I just, I'm telling you, I don't have that much of imagination. I was getting stuff that was so incredible and, and, and turning it into how the, the, how, what happened with the Atlanteans and the Venuvians and the Martians and the, just massive, massive information. So I, at one point, I, it all started with me getting a visitation and the visitation was, I went to a place called Psy. It was a world called Psy. And on this world were the, were the people called the Jakarians. And the Jakarians, I found out, were my people. I found out also, and this is where it's really going to, I'm going to blow your mind. I found out that at the same time I'm living a life on this planet, 
there is a entity or part of my soul that is on Jakarna or Sai, where I am also living a totally different life of a high priestess. So is that a past life? Is it a now life? I don't know because it's thousands and millions of miles away. So by the time we travel to there, it would be millions of years old. So is that my future simultaneous life or is it just, or is it just my future life or is it a simultaneous life? Yeah, I know. Mind blown. Welcome to my world. You know, so I was, do I believe that we can reincarnate? Yes, because I believe that we have on this planet what we call star seeds, and that's the star child. What happened was, was that millions and millions of years ago, before we came down out of the trees, we were in a, let's call it a, a, a shipping lane to get from one part of the universe to another part of the universe. And since that shipping lane has expanded, so we they don't we, they don't come by <laughs> as often as they did. But what would happen was with that they would stay, some of them decided they wanted to stay on earth and see the planet. There is just this incredible amount of information that I can't make up. So if I can't make it up, if it's not my imagination, then ipso facto, ipso lato, that means that it's got to be somehow real. Mm -hmm. So that's a great, Eric, that was a great question. I hope I answered it for you. Um, so thank you for answer, asking it. It's, it's yeah. And it, it's, you know, it's really interesting that, that how, it all, how it all works. And, and Susan said, thank you for dropping by. I'm sorry. You have to go. Um, and uh, it, you know, people, I love, I love what she said though, about you can live lives simultaneously. Time is an illusion. It's fluid. Time is bend. It's fluid. So, you know, anything is possible. Thank you, Susan. I would like to ask you a question because this is the third show this week. Then uh, you'll need to go to my uh, my independence report. And for some reason, reincarnation has been a topic of hot, hot, hot discussion on uh, my independence report. And this is the third. And yesterday we actually had a heated discussion about reincarnation, about how it works, and and the and the things and and. Uh, and I want your take on this. Yeah, I want to know. Because in I got an opinion or two. <laughs> yes, you do. Well, uh, one of the one of the folks was talking about the dark energies and the evil energies, and there have to be evil to be good, and there they can't be good unless there's evil and light and dark and stuff. And I was and and the, the hell was real, and that they were talking about a place where you would go to. And I said, and th this was my take on it, and I want to know who you think is more accurate. My take on it is all right. Here's the thing, guys: if God is everywhere, if if the universe or the universal energy is everywhere, then there's no place that it's not. If there's no place that it's not, then it can't, there can't be negativity, hate, and fear anywhere in the universe on the other side, because that's, that's not, that's not the nature of God. The nature, the nature of the universe is love. So if you are, uh, um, so if you're saying that there is hell, that there is negative spirits and there is, of that 
out there, that means that God is sanctioning it or the universe is sanctioning it or it's part of the plan. Hmm. So which is it, my dear? <laughs> That's a little itty bitty question. Don't worry about it. Take your time. Well, I think, I think, for, look, I'm not poo-pooing on anybody's religion, okay, or spirituality. Y you believe what feels right to you, okay? Really and truly. That's the beauty of spirituality versus religion. You take what you want in spirituality and you make it your own, okay? It, something that feels good to you because spirituality is about feeling good, yes. okay? Then religion is dogma. It's what somebody else is telling you is the right thing. It's somebody else's opinion about what has transpired. Spirituality is about what is your 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 thoughts on it and what feels right so but i'm not going to poo poo on anybody okay so you believe what you believe i believe that there is shadows absolutely are there shadows yes i'm healing them in animals and people every day okay so yeah there are shadows but what i'm finding when i when i converse with these shadows is they are basically stuck energy and this stuck energy, and I should, it's stagnant. And like anything, if something's not moving a lot, it's not really, it, it's it's not going anywhere. Okay. So, so it's not, it's not, it gets stuck. So, and it gets dark, it gets shadows. So, but when I talk to these energies in order to process them, in order to help them, in order to relay their messages to the animal or the person they're attached to, I'm finding that they start to turn into lighter energy. They start moving. It's like molecules. The faster the molecule moves, the more energy it generates. So it's kind of like a generator. The slower it goes, the slower the energy is. So, so um, I think I believe in shadows. That I do believe in. Um, but I believe shadows are energy, good energy or positive energy that has become stagnant. Evil in hell. <clears throat> now, I'm not saying... I know people are going to wait, whip out the H person, okay? They always do. But what you come up against when you deal with any being, sentient being on this planet is one thing, one thing only. Free freaking will. What does free will mean? Free will means nothing can be done against your will. You have to want it in some way or another. You have to bring it into being in some way or another. So divine might have been shouting at Mr. H, and we all know who Mr. H is, okay? Let's just say, okay? So we all know who Mr. H is. Divine was shouting at Mr. H, I, I don't think you want to go down that road. Hello? 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 <laughs> Hello? I, I really don't. Oh, there they go. They're goose-stepping. All right. Well, there we go. All right. Well, very well. I can't, they, they can, divine is limitless. Absolutely. But there is something that divine goes up against all the time. And that's free will. We make our own decisions. You, what you do with the, whatever's been done to you or whatever you do to others, you live into. Okay. That's your thing. That's, that's, you, that's your decision. So are, is there bad people in the world? 
Yes, because they decide that they're going to do what they want to do and and shut the consequences and not live in a stance of empathy and compassion. Okay. And, but I don't, I, when I have, and I've talked to some really interesting souls who have been interesting people in life. What I have seen is I have seen something called, I guess you would call it limbo, but I like to call it spirit rehab. So what this is, is the the spirit, if the spirit's got stuff, it's got to work out like ookiness that happened. It's got to work it out before it can go to the light. It's got to kind of go, like go through a, a spirit car wash and work its crap out. So it goes through the, the rehab and it goes through whatever it needs to go through in order and the lessons that it needs to, to learn and incorporate in order to get to the other side so it can boop, go into the light because it's energy. It's energy is energy. So I, do I believe in hell? Let me just finish by saying, do I believe in hell? No, I don't. It's my experience, my experience. And another person, psychic can come on and say, no, no, there's a hell. That's their experience. My experiences, the rehab, yes, hell, no. When I look at it that way, when we when we look at ourselves as energy, um, there's a period that we have to. We don't. Have to. There's a there's a period that that after we pass away, our energy our energy field can be damaged by how difficult this life is. And some of that damage can be self-inflicted of, of negative things that we did while we were here. Right. In order for us to go to where we're home is, that damage has to be repaired. And that's that's where I that's where you and I agree that I think that there is a psychic car wash where you get you get all the gook of of earth off of you and all the negativity hate and fear i've heard that before somewhere <laughs> um and <laughs> where all of that is you get that off of you so that then you can uh th then you become that pure soul because you've also talked to lots and lots and lots and lots of people on the other side who will tell you that they're different now than they were when they were down here they're the same but they're different right yes like, especially animals, they're great with that, you know, because people, a lot of people used to contact me to find out, are their animals okay? Yeah, they're okay. They're fine. And that's another thing I want to, let's just put that on the plate and clear it off, okay? Because I've also had metaphysical, highly regarded metaphysical people contact me and tell me I was wrong on this. And what I tell them is, I don't care. Um... I believe that we all go to the same place. Animals go to the same place as people. People go to the same place as animals, you know? And would you really want to go to a non-physical that is segregated from the animals? Mm -mm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. And I think, again, sorry, but that's stupid thinking. I mean, it's just stupid. It really is. <laughs> Um, it's, it's just a soul is a soul is a soul is a soul. Okay. So we can't again say, okay, so a cow goes to this heaven, a person goes to this heaven. Uh, it's not that. So what I will also want to say is this, um, and I got this as you were talking, um, 
so the car wash kind of like clears up the energy. All right. So it can be integrated into that soul, but it doesn't clear it away because non-physical has to grow. The only way heaven grows, here it is, folks. The only way heaven expands, think about it, is by bringing the souls down and bringing them back up and integrating what their life was like so that they can become more through our experience. That's the beauty of this. It's So what happens is we go through the car wash, it clears it up, okay, clears it up, but it's still there, but it's not okay. Then it brings it back to non-physical. And then boop, when we go through the door, we download into non-physical all of our experiences instantaneously. And that's how non-physical grows or expands. Because if that didn't happen, think about it. How would non-physical grow? Would non-physical, non-physical would have to somehow either live our lives through us, which they are doing also, but if if it if it didn't have us coming down, if no souls were coming down, it was just new souls, new souls, new souls, new souls, and there were no souls coming down and going up and coming down. And yes, there are all new souls as well, but it's like a it's like a soul autobahn, and they're going like this back and forth, back and forth, up and down, up and down. So it, that's how non physical becomes more. That's how we, we're expanding non-physical through our experiences here. Good, bad, and interesting. That's a beautiful thing, the way you put that. I would that I highly suggest anybody who's listening, and there are a few that are listening today, that you uh, um, tag this and send it to your friends. This, is, this really is a, a, a fascinating discussion. Yeah. And, uh, go ahead. I just wanted to say Leslie Camp is on and she is one of the people that I worked with, with her cat, Charlie and her car, cat, Charlie was telling me, you know, I'm leaving, but I'm coming back and sure is poop on a window shield. It, he came back, you know, and that's the, only, that's the one thing that I want to say before we, we wrap this up. How do you know for sure? How do you know for sure? First off, it's a knowing. It's this heart thing. It's this, this gut thing. It's not a head thing. Okay. So get your head out of it. All right. But some of the ways to be sure that they are who you think they are, are they doing the same thing they used to do in a different way? Okay. Um, are they, are they, are they, um, do they do the same actions the same way do they do they stay if they dog if the dog stood at the door you know at exactly four o'clock and the puppy that you got stands at the door exactly at four o'clock maybe that's a sign okay does it feel like it is do they feel like they are do they look like they are because even though they might be in a new body you could see in the eyes you could see the souls the window, the soul, the win the eyes of the windows of the soul is what I'm trying to say. So there are certain ways that you can feel if if uh, if a person is reincarnated too, do they act the same way? Do they talk the same way? Do they do they 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 they, they do they say strange things like I feel like I was you know the, like a kid comes to you and feels like I feel like I was Grandpa Joe, 
you know, or something else like that. There are signs that you can see. There are ways that you can see, but you have to stay open to the possibility. But the first and foremost, heart and gut. How does that feel to you when you look at that animal? I know for myself, I would love to have my hard cat PC back, but she's not coming back. She's not yet anyway. Um, but, you know, and it doesn't happen to everybody. I'm sorry. I wish it did, but it's not happening to everybody. It's what's written in your soul plan, life plan um, about that. So, you know, it's, it's, but open-mindedness is everything. That's really good. You know, I, and I have to tell you, I do, uh, um, well, you've been on it. Martha Norwalk's Animal World on Sunday mornings. She is a firm, absolutely firm, firm, cannot, it's a rock. She, it, she believes totally in what you're saying, that animals come back to their owners in a different body, and they do it all the time. Uh, it, when there's a need for that to happen. When there's a need for that. And I feel like there's, um, I got today, I was sitting in the sun. I told you before we got, got on the air, I was sitting in the sun on my porch and my patio. And I was like, hmm, let me connect. Every once in a while, I get this feeling. Let me connect to PC, which is perfect cat. It means perfect cat because she was perfect. She was absolutely perfect. And I connected to her and I said, hmm, you coming back? And I didn't get a no. I got like a, mm, so that would be interesting. I'm going to tune more into that um, because I felt like, especially with what I'm doing with the animal blueprints, she would be, talk about an enlightened animal. She was highly enlightened and uh, having her with me as I go through this journey would be awesome. And Leslie says, Mr. Charlie is doing what she said he was, what, I said he was going to do. So that's cool. That's another thing. How did they act there? Did they, did they, did they like, look at them, did the way they walk, the way they interact with other animals, the way the other inter animals interact with them? Do they interact with them the way they, exactly the way they interacted with the other person? The important thing about karma more than anything else like that there is to know this. It is not the exact animal. Because what's happening is as you grow, while they're in non-physical, the soul, their soul is growing. It is the uh, it is the difference between an animal 1.0 and an animal 2.0. So allow them to be kind of like what they were, but also allow them to be who they are supposed to be now. Does that mean that when you are and and I'm sure this maybe happened to Leslie is that, that does that animal, you go, you go to a place to pick up a litter or to look at a litter or whatever. Does that animal make its presence known to you yes. by, by how it treats you? Yes. And that's why a lot of people contact me in the past because I would tell their animal, I would connect it to their animal. I would find out how they interacted or I would ask the person what is a sign for you? What would this animal do that would be a confirmation for you right off the bat? Well, he would jump on my lap and lick my nose. Okay. So I would talk to the animal and say, do me a favor. When you come back, your person would like if you jumped on their lap and lick their nose. Okay. Not a problem. So you give them indicators right off the bat because the biggest question I have 
when I do these kind of work with people is how am I going to know? How am I going to know? And what if we miss each other? And it's like, this is divine. This is a divine interaction. Okay. There's no oopsies. There's no like, oop, there you go. The window's closed. There's a, no, I got, I almost, I almost had, no, no, lost it. No, it's not like that. It's like, okay, if for some reason it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. It's okay. We're going to loop around again. I'm driving around the block. Here we go. You know, here we go. I, that's just phenomenal. That's just phenomenal because um, well, a couple things. Uh, John Edward, when he was do, reading my sister, said that my dad had two dogs with him, and he described them to a T. And one was my favorite dog, Crockett. So I know that dog, that animals are with us on the other side. They're an important part of who we are, um, the love that we have for each other and and animals and stuff. So that's 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 number one. Number two, I got to tell you, you're just awesome. <laughs> Thank you. I think so. I like myself, so there you go. Took a lot of years, but I got to the point where I'm liking myself. Yoo-hoo. Uh, let's see. What's it? Sherry, before we go, Sherry says, can you find your baby as an older pet at a shelter if you don't get a puppy? Yes. Now, now here's the thing. There's no real set um, uh, guidelines, but what I've discovered is this. More times than not, okay, more times than not, when the animals come back, they there are some criteria because they want to enjoy this time with us while we're going through the shift. There's some criteria. They come back as young as they possibly can because they want as much time with us as they possibly can. Not always, but sometimes. The other criteria is this, if they had health shenanigans going on in this, in the life that they just had, a lot of chronic, a lot of acute, a lot of like that kind of baggage, they're usually clean that up karmically by going back to non-physical. So they're much more healthier than they were before. So there's, and again, the 2.0, and the 1.0, because people think that this is going to be a carbon copy, but you are not the same person you were before we even started the show. I'm not the same person I was before I started the show. I'm different. We all shifted. So we have to embrace that shift and understand that shift happens. And what happens is, is that your animal is growing in as they're in non-physical and they want to become more and better for you. So they can't stay who they are because again, stagnant energy is not good energy. So they're, they're, they're eclipsing and you're as you're eclipsing. And so when you both meet, you're in the perfect stance. And that's all, all of this is done by divine uh, guidance, isn't it? It's not I, random. It's not an accident. There are no accidents. There are no accidents. There are no coincidences. Okay. I don't believe that, but that's me. Again, I say, this is what works for me. You take what you want. You leave it the rest, you know, you shove it out the door and you either, you know, just leave it out there or you take it home with you. I don't, 
really care. It's what resonates with you. This is what's so powerful. So if something I res say resonates with you and you want to explore more into it, great. But if something I say doesn't resonate with you and you're, you're in a skeptical mindset or you're in a, like a mindset of, uh, I'm not really quite sure, that's okay too. I can't prove any of this stuff. It has to be what feels like it's right for you. It has to resonate here and it has to resonate here in your gut. Well, yeah, well I would also add to that, that if you are interested in the topic of reincarnation or the topic of all of this or what's really going on, you need, you could, you could check out a bunch of different books mm -hmm. on the, on the topic. And what you'll find is, cause I've, I've, I have, I've led a charmed life. I've had the opportunity to interview probably, I don't know, 15, 20 people about reincarnation. Mm -hmm. They all say the same thing. Everybody, there are, there are small uh, uh, nuances of differences between them, but everybody says basically the same thing. And, and so the journey of souls, destiny of souls by um, um, Dr. Michael Newton would be a great place for you to begin to look at that mm -hmm. as far as life between lives and what happens on the other side and that sort of thing. There are also tons of books on the topic now there wasn't when i 20 years ago when i first started looking down this road there wasn't any books on on reincarnation from not, the anybody, not, not any that anybody wanted to share about because <laughs> they're like no too woo woo for me exactly uh let's see sherry has one, one more thing i think a friend's pup was my dog 25 years ago she said so that and that's always possible that's, that's it, it, it is possible it's not always that they're reincarnating back to you but they could be reincarnating in the vicinity to you um it, it's it's absolutely possible it depends on what's going on with you what's them and again what's written in the soul plan and the life plan you know so i think it's just about yeah, I think it's really, really cool that I'm I'm able to uh, get these animals who are showing me so much about this subject. And there have been, I've had cats, dogs, bunnies, horses, pigs, goats, ducks, parrots coming back. And the, the, the beautiful, each one, like I said before, each one is such a beautiful story. They're a, a beautiful, epic tale on their own. And I think it's just, a, I think it's a beautiful subject. And I, I, it makes me happy. Oh, I, I couldn't agree more. And, and if you understand that we are eternal beings and that we're here to have a lot of fun, and that we should not take this particular life in this particular body so seriously that we are causing ourselves pain or or causing others pain. Just relax and enjoy it. It's a ride. You get to do it again. You can do it anytime you want to. Mm -hmm. it, it's a lot of fun that way, I mm -hmm. think. So, you know, I can, the, the problem is, Coriel, I can sit here and talk to you about this for hours. But I think that we 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 need to need to wrap this up. What do you think? So I think so. I think we did good. 
I think we did good. It, it's a subject that obviously we've got all these comments, obviously have touched a lot of people's hearts and minds and uh, hopes and visitations. I'm not going to say dreams because they're visitations, not dreams. Um, but I think it's, I think we did good. I think we did what we wanted to do. And I appreciate you for bringing, bringing the topic to the forefront because, you know, it's, it really is. I, I think it, see for me, the whole topic of current reincarnation gives me hope. Mm. Hope that this isn't, this isn't the it that, you know, because, you know, I, I know what it's like. And I, I've said this for 20 years. I know what it's like to be a short, fat, white guy from Seattle, Washington. I have no idea what it's like to be a tall black woman from Nairobi or to be a, a Jewish guy, or <laughs> American guy, <laughs> you know, I, and I really want to, to have those experiences, um, you know, of, of being the different types of individuals that you can be. And, uh, um, <laughs> so, so I'm trying not to be the short, fat white guy from Seattle, but I'm, I'm working <laughs> Uh oh, I think <laughs> I think I sent water up <laughs> upper nose. Great way to end the show. Great, thanks. I'm gonna get you back for this one. <laughs> oh goodness! Oh, thank you so much. And it, it's, if you if you can. If you can talk, is, is there anything that you'd like to say before we go? So I don't sound like a man. I'm going to get you. I swear to God, Kevin, I'm going to get you back for this. Um, I think whatever you want this life to be, it is. And that's the magical part of it. And I think we all really, really need to put into practice to stay open to the magic. That's all. Thank you. That, that, and that really, honestly, that says it all. So I'd like to thank everybody for being part of this. Tell your friends, please like these episodes, please um, uh, subscribe to the channel so that we can grow because that's the only way that we get the word out about what we're doing here is, is uh, to have more people listen to it and that's the, how it works. So thank you very much for everybody for being with us today. And we'll be back next Tuesday at noon with another episode of conversations with Coriel. Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on My Independent Trip.